Benjamin, are you there? Benjamin, are you there? Let's try this again. Why is this not working? Hello? Hey there. What's up? I was how, like, what? how's it going? We had a little dead air uh, starting off, but you're it's here okay. now, right? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm just finishing up some video editing and I'm just relaxing. It's kind of sunny out. It's nice. The snow looks beautiful in the sun. It does, but there's. It's also fucking freezing cold outside, and there's like I don't eight mind. inches of snow. I know you <laughs> like it. I know. I'm not a fan. I went on a. Fan. I went on a. I went on a um, ten mile forest hike Saturday and a five mile one yesterday in the middle of the blizzard. I was the only one out there with my friend. It was hilarious. You were the only one out doing that in the entire state of Illinois, I believe. <laughs> I didn't see anybody. We were the only ones roaming around the like the streets for five miles through the hills, and there was just nobody around. It was great. I loved it. It's been so long. Uh, for those of you listening to this live or on the replay, uh, me and Ben used to do a podcast together. And I say used to because once COVID started, we tried to continue <laughs> to do the show, but realized there's no movie news to really talk about or <laughs> yeah. anything to go see in the theater. So we've just kind of been doing our own thing. Ben started a new show. So make sure you guys head on over to YouTube and follow Ben with his new program, Bending Brains. Is there anything you'd like to plug right off the top of the uh, show just to kind of let the audience know who you are, where you're from, et cetera, et cetera? Sure. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Yeah. So Bending Brains podcast just started that about a month and a half ago. It's been really fun. It's been interesting and I, I enjoy talking to people and kind of digging deep into life and learning something from them and like rob said you can find it on youtube and you can also find it on all streaming services such as spotify apple pandora amazon you name it and um yeah it's been fun and i, I miss doing mandate movies because i miss going to the movies and then talking about them with someone else who's just as enthusiastic but most importantly, who has a different take and different different outlook and different experience with movies. But I think that's why we complement each other so well. That's why we, we both... used to work so well together is because exactly. opposites opposites attract 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you, li- yeah, for those of you listening, um, some people, some people may know this. So Ben owns a recording studio and long story short, I cut my first album about two years ago and was out shopping around studios, had a long list of people and places to see. Ben was one of the last places I went to. And I'm like, man, I got to trust my gut. I think I'm going to gel with this guy really well. 
And uh, about a month into recording, we both found out we love movies. And we're like, well, we got to start a show. Like when this like, <laughs> you know, this started up, I was a customer of yours. You know, I was I was paying yeah, you yeah. for a service and we turned out to be great friends. I played your music I festival know. in 2019. You know. Yeah. So. No, it's it was fun. It was great to to work on your record. And it was a slightly different style that i'm not necessarily used to because i definitely recorded um folk americana you know country rock stuff but not quite like an album before so i had a lot of fun with that and i always enjoy working with different styles and genres that a i might not listen to as much or b might not record as much because i find it a a new way to learn something new and and get more out of the audio and recording production uh, part of life so i enjoyed that a lot and then yeah obviously i'm a big movie nerd and i'm pr- i'm fine with that and i know you are as well and so i was like why not talk about it? i enjoy movies i enjoy again extrapolating information from them whether it's the the plot the production the writing the directing the continuity the style the design the uh the sound design the editing all of it you know it's all part of the, the creative craft of what makes a movie so great Exactly, one hundred percent, and it's so it's so wild because, um, it's just been the last year has just been just absolutely wild. And if anybody if anybody is listening to the show and you are a musician who's looking to cut a song or a music video or a live video, reach out to Ben. He's your guy. He does this. He knows what he's doing. He went to college for it. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. We got one message to play, and then we're going to get rolling into things. For those of you listening, message us in your questions, comments, and concerns. We will uh, play them and somewhat base the conversation off of that a little bit. And we're just going to catch up a little bit, talk about movies, movie news, everything that's going on out there in the world. But let's play this first message. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that person <laughs> really had a question or a comment. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I had heard talk last week that this app might need moderators, um, but I, you know, it is what it is. So meow, meow back to you. Meow back to you. Uh, we've got another message. Let's play this one. Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. Just want to say what's up. Looking forward to the show today. Miss both of you. Holy shit. Sounds like the Max. mighty Max Williams popping <laughs> into stereo. Holy fuck. He's up at this hour? Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. By the way, another client of yours that turned out to be a friend. Yeah, Max is great. His his music was so interesting. I really loved where he went with uh the he he crossed genres and styles so much over the course of many songs. It was really cool to see. He's a great musician. 100%. So, all right, you know, let's state the obvious. What the fuck is going on? You know, we haven't talked in a bit. I'm just going to throw out some hot takes, and then you bounce off that, and we'll see where we go. (laughs) You know, all right, what the fuck is Disney's problem? Just put Black Widow on fucking Disney Plus for the money that people already pay for Disney Plus. Don't charge a $30 premium like they're doing with that fucking uh raya and the dragon movie that's coming out next month i mean wolf city over there who's the fuck's gonna pay 30 dollars to watch some movie that you don't even know if it's any good or not like 
do what they did with Soul. Take the fucking loss. Get the movie out. Get the wheels spinning on the MCU again. I mean, dude, you think they would have learned from Mulan? Like, they, they took a big fucking hit from that. Your thoughts? Uh, I agree. I haven't seen Mulan. I haven't seen WandaVision. I saw Soul about three days ago, and I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a great concept. It had it had tinges of Inside Out, which, you know, is very heartfelt. It definitely played on those strings. And it was a new concept and a very original one. Um, it definitely coupled with so many classic stories of, you know, humans coming back and being in different bodies. You know, it definitely took a bunch of other ideas, but it definitely uh, it made its own out of it. And I liked it a lot. But I agree. $30 who's going to pay for that are uh, working class and above parents who have, you know, two, three kids. And that means it's six bucks, you know, or five bucks a person. And that makes sense for them. But for someone like yourself or myself, unless I can convince my roommates to all go in, which I might not be able to, it's really not going to happen. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that movie until it's free on Disney plus in, you know, whatever, three, six, nine months from now, whatever it is. So yeah, it's not really, I don't know. I think they're just trying to see if it'll work. They might not be catering to people like you and I. They might be catering to the the parents that have families, you know, two, three, four kids. And that makes sense because you're not going to the theaters. It's still a lot cheaper than going to the theaters. But um, for people like uh, yourself, if you live alone, if you live in an apartment by yourself, probably not going to watch Black Widow for $30, you know? Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it is, I mean, like for Black Widow, I will pay the fucking money because it's the MCU. <laughs> so it's kind of, like they got my fucking balls against the wall. You know what it's I'm so saying? It is what it is. Like, you're against it. And then you're like, well, but I'll do it. <laughs> they, yeah, they got my fucking balls wrapped up in a. Yeah. Here, but here's the here's the real here's the realistic part. They're not they don't want to put it on Disney Plus. They want to put it in the theater. But there's no fucking way by May. They're even going to be able to do half capacity, like safely across the country, like across the entire well, country. Well, what they can do and what they should do is do on-site rapid testing and do social distancing, kind of like how they did this in the fall. I went to the theaters three times in the fall to see Tenet three times. <laughs> yeah, because you're crazy. Me and you saw it once and I'm like, no, nah, well, I'm good, bro. Well, the first of all, the problem is, I and you can attest to this, where we saw it was supposed to be the best way to see an IMAX, great sound, no one really there, middle of the day, perfect, right? Safe and better, well, looking and better sounding. Three people in the theater, so. Exactly. But as you remember, the sound was atrocious. It was oh. an abomination. It was oh. distorting. It was too loud that I went and... and politely told the manager i don't think they did anything about it it was unbearable so when i saw it the second time it was much better and then the third time was even better because the movie started to make more sense it's a very complicated movie more than most movies and it takes i i bought it on 4k oh wait let me sidetrack side note um i got a 4k player like a genuine one with a 4k hdmi and it's amazing and i've been buying 4k discs and i have like maybe 15 now I have, I, have, I have a follow-up question. So I need to get a 4K HDMI cord to watch. So would my 4K TV stream 4K better if I had a 4K HDMI cord? 
No. So the 4K streaming is going to, if you have a 4K TV, chances are it's going to be a smart TV. They're kind of synonymous. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. So you're streaming 4K just from the TV itself. It's going to look better, especially, you know, uh, Disney Plus does 4K. Netflix has a 4K option. You can definitely do 4K HD or standard and the prices are different. And the 4K will look better, but it's still streaming 4K, so it's going to have some type of compression and loss. When you do the 4K disc into a 4K player through the 4K HDMI into a 4K TV, you get no loss. It's lossless, it's uncompressed, and it's absolutely jaw-dropping and beautiful. You see everything as it should be. It's very transparent. The colors are phenomenal. They cover the spectrum from the black. Of, like It's essentially the lack of color. It's so black. The black in the darkest spots matches the black bars that'll be on the bottom and top of the screen for certain formats to the point where there's no difference in them. And it's just beautiful. And night skies are just the lack of color. And then it goes all the way up to things that are bright and red. And you can t- see the difference in the textures of the same type of um, color. So normally when you'd look at something in a movie, you know, the reds and the blues and everything might look the same and the and the shading and the hues might be slightly different. But with 4K, you could truly see the texture and the differences in each type of color that normally you would kind of mistake as the same color. But really, they're different. And you start to realize there is really not too many colors that are the same when you have that tr- that type of uncompressed video. And the audio is better, too. But it's a hassle. I mean got to spend money on a 4k tv the hdmi cable is more expensive the players a decent one i i got a sony and it was 150 dollars, and it's not even the best one so and then the discs are more expensive on average but i've been trying to find like 10 to 15 dollar discs here and there mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's been great I'll, when things are better i'll definitely have you over to to watch it it's really really beautiful hard to kind of watch anything else now that i have it um but that's a side note so i have tenant on 4k so i've seen it four times already and i'm finally fully understanding it and i like it a lot more now i liked it at first but between the bad audio and how disorienting the movie can be it was challenging but now after watching a lot i really really enjoyed it and it's just kind of an original idea like you can dislike or not a not be into certain movies which is fine but you can't deny that it is an original idea that hasn't been done before. And, and that's hard to do in movies. Like I was saying earlier with Soul. Soul is a great movie, but it definitely takes from so many previous ideas and concepts. So, well, it takes from Inside it, Out. It takes from Coco a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it takes from a lot of stuff. A lot of the, which is, that movie. Which is, right. No, which it is takes great from a ton because, of movies. Yeah. Which is great because I, you know, I love all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed soul as well, but back to, uh, back to kind of like what we were talking talking about real quick. I'm going to play these two messages and then we'll get right back into it. Uh, you guys are movie lovers. Mm-hmm. I want to test some knowledge on, uh, shit. I don't even know what you would call it. Maybe a sci-fi comedy. It's a movie back in the nineties called Freight. Mm-hmm. This was a pretty, pretty wild, pretty wild movie good shit i'll have to check that out i've actually never seen that movie before yeah me neither i've no. not seen it i love this because we're getting recommendations yeah soul it's cool. probably like the first full disney movie i've watched in a really really long time mm-hmm. and man i gotta say i think different people will get different takes from that to me 
it kind of goes through like a trip almost like when someone takes a bunch of fucking mushrooms and they're tripping out and they're discovering themselves or going through life or learning things about life like in a way i kind of feel like whoever made that movie was maybe maybe tripping out when they thought of the whole concept maybe that's where some of those visual effects come from because some of them effects in there was wild yeah absolutely um feel free to message us in more questions comments and concerns but that's cool definitely gonna i'll write that down on my you know you know you have this too ben this never-ending list that never seems to be completed of movies that you are recommended that you still have not gotten around to watching etc etc yeah no there's so many i mean that's that's the beauty of of our art and, and specifically film and music is you there's no wrong way to approach it and it's kind of a lifelong pursuit and it's really fun when people suggest things and you know inform me on movies that based on what they might know about you that you might like same thing with music and i never find like a wrong recommendation or a bad one i just find a new one and i don't know you don't really know you don't have a barometer for for film unless you just watch everything i mean i've watched again you'll watch something like a pg movie by disney soul all the way to some art house film or an avant-garde film or a French film or a 1940s noir film or a 1930s horror film all the way to an epic, like a big movie, like Titanic. Like it, it goes across the spectrum and you should try to watch all of it to open up the palette and, and you'll get a barometer of knowing what you don't like and what you do like. So it's cool when other people uh, reference movies or refer them. And based on what that last uh, caller said, I, I agree. I think... I know for a fact that a lot of people high up at companies now, especially in the tech world, which is going to be something like Pixar, um, they have definitely done mushrooms and acid, especially through, you know, their Ivy League college years and things in the 80s and 70s when they were younger. Now that they're big wigs, they experimented with a lot of stuff and a lot of them will be open and talk about it. And I think now that it's more acceptable in society to think beyond um, what is normal or what can be and not just following religious tendencies like you know like all dogs go to heaven like heaven is a construct of religious background and and now it means something different to people and they called it and sold the great beyond and there wasn't really a heaven or a hell there was a bunch of different things and i think these people who created it and or came up with it definitely have done psychedelics which is good because then they can just kind of look beyond a traditional heaven or hell uh limbo purgatory simplistic concept of afterlife and kind of trick people not necessarily to believing anything but to think differently just think slightly different about your existence what you want to do with it what does it mean to you what's before what's after i thought it was fun and i thought it was very intriguing that's my rant Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Ben, ben, the difference between Ben's rants and Rob's rants or mine are usually very angry and like I get loud and like I start using my hands a lot. I know this is an audio podcast, but Rob uses his <laughs> hands all the time. <laughs> um, all right. So let's uh, let's change the subject. I, you know, I would be remiss if I did not bring up probably the one thing that I know me and you love to talk about i just rewatched for probably the i don't know eighth time in my life i rewatched the dark knight rises on hbo max last week and what i have to say to that is 
you adopted the darkness. I was born in it. And fucking Bane is the shit. And I'm so pumped to get the Batman with Robert Pattinson when we get this movie. Where are you at with where are you at with all this Batman news that's been coming out the last couple months? Is Keaton gonna be in it? Or not not well not the the Batman, but is Keaton gonna be in the DCEU? Uh what's the deal with the Snyder cut? Where are you at with all this stuff? So Rob, you're you're always so much more in tune with the news. I think I think the big thing that you bring to the podcast and just movie information is you're very much in tune with the now, the the present and the future. And I'm definitely not as much as you, probably more than the average viewer, just because, you know, I like movies, but not nearly as much as you. I don't subscribe to many channels to get this information. So I don't know much. I I just check Twitter. Like, I mean, if you follow like the Hollywood reporter on Twitter and variety, they pretty much cover you know what all the big stuff i mean are you caught up with what's going on with michael keaton i'm caught up with nothing and i'll i'll go into depth with that so i don't have okay. twitter i don't have oh, twitter right. and i don't really watch the news or or any type of news that would bring me i don't i don't watch any news either but i just like i said twitter's pretty much just where i get where i get most of that information Got it. Well, then, yeah, I guess if Twitter is where you get most of it and I don't have one that, that explains it all. So, yeah, I don't have a Twitter and I don't get much from it. And uh, and then any other avenue of getting information I've been so behind on because I've been living in um just like a new La La land in a good way. Like I just me been, too. Yeah, I just been focusing on myself, music, working out, walks, food, friends, companionship, conversations. It's just simplifying things. And I been off the grid with taking in information about what's going on out there not that i don't care but maybe it's just because i did for so long i just needed a break from it you know i just needed not much is coming out so i feel like i'm not missing that much with movies so i just needed a break from it and i don't know i just found like slightly new hobbies that have accumulated to kind of take fill up that void of just you know binge watching on tv which is fine i just did it for so many years i did that for 15 years plus of just watching so much stuff, rewatching this, rewatching that. And in the last three months, I've slowly weeded out every streaming service for film. So I don't have anything anymore. And the only things that are around are the main streaming services on the main television in our living room. That's it's not my TV. And um, so I just watch it when I can, but I don't have it on my phone or my laptop or my TV in the basement anymore. So that really has detached me from like what's going you, on. So what's that you did really? all that on purpose or you just on purpose? Yeah. Okay. On purpose. I did on purpose. To, so when I do watch something and it has intent and it's deliberate, I have to be like, okay, I'm watching a movie tonight. I'm going to go onto the TV, turn on the stereo, ask my friends if they want to join. We're going to watch a movie that just came out or I just bought a 4k. We're going to watch it. There's like a, there's like, um, intent and it's deliberate and it's not passive anymore if that makes sense it's not just like i'm gonna put it on just to put something on but really want to put yeah. it on because i want to see it i couldn't agree more ben so uh you know little insight on what i've been up to you know i love hbo max i'm so glad it's on roku now but i uh i you know i will say this there is one program that i do get some movie news from that i don't catch on twitter shout out to roxy stryer over there at live at the roxy on youtube she does fill in usually 
the gaps that I don't necessarily see all the time, especially with like superhero stuff. She covers that pretty well. Um, comic, whatever the fuck you want to call it these days, Com- graphic novel adaptations, whatever the politically correct term is. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm in the same boat. Like no bullshit. I uh, I did just binge watch over the last couple of weeks because I could probably get through two a night. I don't really turn on my television other than maybe to put the news on for 30 minutes a day. I really, I'm so invested in uh, music and editing things, filming things. Uh, I'm into all this YouTube stuff. Obviously you've seen, I've been, I started live streaming two weeks ago. You know, I'm on this, I'm on this app now. And it's like, to your point, if I'm going to watch a movie, I'm so far behind on movies. I still have seen Promising Young Women and uh, the Ma Rainey movie and One Night Miami the five bloods. I'm so far behind. It's ridiculous. Like I watched Borat too. I watched the trial of Chicago seven, couple other ones, soul wonder woman, 84. Oh, that's Wolf city over there. But wait, 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 wait. Going... Hold on. wonder Sorry, woman. I don't mean to cut you off. I haven't Go seen ahead. it. You just, you just said Wolf city. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I mean, I had a feeling it might be. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> and it's bad. It's bad because the reason that the reason that I'm, the reason that I shit on it, is because between the money, Patty Jenkins is, is a great director. Between the money, the, the director, the cast, right? And the wealth, the, the well that they had to draw from. I'm not going to give anything away, but there, I'm sure you saw this in the trailer. There's two main villains. And it's very hard to fully flesh out a character arc when you have two villains in the same movie. And you're still like the main plot of the movie is still about Wonder Woman. If mm. Wonder Woman were to take a back seat to the two villains, they could have fleshed them out better, but that wouldn't that would have been a different movie. So what they did, it, it's just it's like I'm watching the end of the movie going, I'm still not even invested in these villains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Is, but anyways, how would you compare that to the way that uh Nolan did the Dark Knight with Two Face and the Joker, two villains in the same movie? Well, I think Nolan did a far better job at, at fleshing it all out. And I mean, it also helped that, how do I phrase this? Harvey Dent was, I, I don't want to say a sub villain, but um, he right. was in the movie as another character and you just got to know him as Harvey Dent. And then, so when he made the switch to two face, it was like, okay, this makes sense. I don't want to spoil it for you, but in this movie, it's like you get it would be like if you got for Kristen Wiggs character, it would be like if you got Harvey like Harvey Dent is Harvey Dent for like two minutes on screen and you were like, All right, this is wait, why is this person like this? And then um, and then they become the villain they slowly start to become the villain. Does that make sense? Whereas it's yeah. like with Harvey Dent because of the because of the relationship of Rachel and Bruce Wayne and Batman in general and everything that was going on, there was a little bit more of, okay, I'm already kind of filled in on who this guy is. I, I just think they did a much better job at like filling you in on, oh, this is who this guy is. Whereas with right. Kristen Wiig's character, you know, as Cheater, whatever her character's name is before she came, that became the villain. Um, you're just kind of going, wait, she's just this kind of nerdy person and this is what her wish is. But, like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, 
fucking Chris Pine's back. Why is Chris Pine back? Why did we need him? Why couldn't we just focus on Wonder Woman being a strong, independent woman? Why do we need to have her have a love interest? Why does that have to happen? Anyways, as I digress, where I was going with this is I don't really watch much television or movies anymore. I watched Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country at the beginning of the fall. Um, I've not watched another television program since then, other than Harley Quinn, which is fun, 22-minute animated episode, very R-rated, highly recommend it. Um, and I've been re-watching, I've been pl- I was re-watching uh, uh, The Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. There's seasons, there's like 10 seasons I haven't seen any episodes of. So I'd watch one or two, one or two of those at night and then just go to bed. So back to kind of what you're saying, it's just we're in this different we're in this different life now, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I've strangely watched less than what you watch, and you haven't watched that much compared to what we both did. Do you think it's a product of what everyone went through? We had was, to try something FOMO, new to get by. It was FOMO, the rat race, the continuous. I mean, Ben, you remember the games that you know i call them games the games is uh, us as film and, and television lovers and uh, you know and everybody in our bubble the thousands of people on the in the country that do it as well you know it's like oh breaking news so and so is gonna have a cameo in the avengers movie that's coming out in four months oh man and that's all we talk about all day and we're so fucking excited about it and we speculate yada 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 and it's like you get your fucking jollies off with it and then the next week, there's another cool story that comes out for a movie. It's it's the hype train. It's the hype train. It's the FOMO, the fear of missing out if you're not involved, the rat race, the whole shebang. And it's like, now it's like, wait, Michael Keaton's going to come back as Batman? Well, how, who fucking cares? Because we haven't even gotten the movies that we got, we're supposed to get in 2020. And they're talking about doing this in 2022. Realistically, it's going to be 2024 before this sees the light of day. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, they just fucking Ben, if you go back and dig through our old shows, I know we had to have covered it two times. Fucking uh, no time to die's uh, release date get moved and it just oh got God. moved again. It now it just got moved to the I mean, this movie, I don't know if you read this report. I covered it on my sh- on my uh, Renaissance man last week. They might have to do some like CGI behind the scenes tech um, reshoots. Because the technology that they filmed for this movie is already over two years old. Oh my god. They should just release it already. Exactly. But that's my point. It's through Warner Brothers, correct? No. Uh, so, interestingly enough, because it was always it was uh, uh, MGM United Artists. And then mm. Sony got their hands in when Craig started. I'm, I get lost on who owns who now. I mean, I know who owns who, but like some of the smaller stuff... Um, but I know I want to say Universal is one of the financial back backers for this movie specifically. Mm. So, you know, would it go on Peacock? I don't know. I heard, you know, news last spring was MGM was developing an uh, a streaming app, which, you know, they would have like the Pink Panther movies and obviously the James Bond collection, um, all the a lot of a lot of musicals from back in the day. But to your point, just fucking put the goddamn thing out on, you know, VOD for 15 bucks. People fucking buy it. You'll, you'll make your, you'll make your money. You're still going to, you're going to, 
you're going to make your money back to an extent. It's going to take a little while, not just a weekend. You'll make your money back. You're not going to make huge profits. It is what it is. Chalk it up to that. Move on. Fucking what they need to be doing right now is figuring out. Remember me, me and you, I told you my whole theory with how, what they should do with James Bond and how they like, like an eight film story arc with two spinoffs with, you know, <laughs> Felix Leiter and uh, Blofeld. And it's like, that's what, that's what they need to be focusing on right now is how are they going to make James Bond work in the 21st century to where he's not this misogynistic asshole. Well, and the way to do that is to do period pieces that take place in the 60s and 70s. Don't fucking make him modern. That's what they need to be focusing on. Not, well, you know, we're going to hold, we're going to hold this movie and dangle it above everybody's head until fucking 2025 at this point. You know, it's just, <laughs> put, 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 put the goddamn movie out. Uh, it's... It's about money. You know this at the very end of the day, it's about money and you can't, you'll make so much more money in theaters than you ever will streaming. And at least for now, I know, Um, I know, you know, they could make this movie. If it well, I bet you they're kicking themselves for not having it come out in November of 2019, like it was supposed to. Um, But if it did, you know, it was going to make one point something billion, at least over a billion. It would have made it would have made around a billion dollars, guaranteed. Exactly, hundred percent, if not more. Especially if it was good. If it was as good as it was pushed out to be, you know, with Kerry Fukunaga as the director who did the first season of of um, True Detective. True Detective, and uh, just it had so many cool things going on. The cast was cool. Obviously, it's Daniel Craig's last one. That's a selling point. It's the twenty fifth Bond. It's one of the biggest Bond or film budgets ever for a live action movie. And yeah, it had a lot of hype and, you know, Billy, I just did the, the theme song. That's kind of new. Probably that's been out for do. over a year now. The, so- the right. fucking theme song has been out for over a year. Right. Right. There was a lot writing on it. So yeah, I mean, they probably would have been best to just put it onto a streaming service and call it what it is, but they probably didn't know what was going to happen with this whole coronavirus the movie's been pushed what four times now uh i this is the fourth time it's been pushed that is correct yeah that's wild did you ever watch new mutants by the way speaking of movies that got pushed and pushed and pushed no 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 i never saw i haven't seen it either i heard i heard it was decent i heard it was better than you would think it would be but no i mean back to so back to your point with bond is that it's like you know this is this is my other thought you know, this is not a show. We're not going to start talking about the economy and politics right now, but it's way too early in the morning for that shit. But I will say this, you know, me and you talked about this basically a year ago at this point, which is really, that really hits like hard when you think we talked about this almost an entire fucking year ago. There's this, we talked about there was going to be this gap in film where you don't have a lot of things that are coming out, right? And then all of a sudden, you're going to get this bombardment of like four blockbusters every fucking weekend. And the longer this thing goes, the, the, the more crowded, more of a traffic jam it's going to be. But the way I'm looking at it is this is it's like I mentioned this on my show the other day. If you're a family of five, you know, you're married, you got three kids, right? For you to go to the go see the Avengers or something, right? You're spending at least ten dollars a ticket, basically. 
So you're already at 50 bucks for that. Plus you're going to get popcorn and some drinks. So you're basically at, you know, 70, $75 for the family to go to the movies. Now, if you can rent the damn thing for 20 bucks on VOD or spend the $30 premium on Disney plus, you're already saving yourself money for me and you. It's a different story. You know, that costs a lot more money to go that route, but here's the deal. By the time the dust is settled, everything's over and the theaters are back. If they're still able to stay back, by the way, AMC, I thought they were going to go belly up in two months. Cause I've been counting down their liquidity, uh, leftovers, but they just raised all this fucking money. So they're stable for the year. Thank God. But, <laughs> but the bottom line is this, all these movies are going to come out eventually. And people are going to be like, you know, my fucking business is, is going under because of the pandemic and the recession. It's like, I, I, I can't spend this money. Like, people are going to have to pick and choose what movies they're going to be able to go see because there is going to be this bombardment, this traffic jam of backed up blockbusters mixed in with the fact that people are fucking broke and the government's not doing anything to help about it. So it's like, you know, hey, I'd rather, you know, make sure my kids are going to fucking eat a steak dinner, you know, once a month than go see this fucking movie because, hey, guess what? We got HBO Max. And they're putting all their movies out, you know, for free if you got the app. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many other uh, avenues and options now that I think them holding these cards and waiting and waiting and waiting is just going to end up hurting them in the long run. It it might. I think you're on to something. Uh, it, it's very good chance that the theaters won't roll out fully for a while. And this movie is going to lose its momentum. It's going to, it might lose its relevancy. Um, we're in such a fast paced world of being relevant and it might, it might, it might not just hit as hard. There'll be other things coming out. You know, you have Dune, Avatars, Mission Impossibles, just so many big, you know, new, um, new um, Marvel movies, just a lot of big blockbusters coming out and it could work fine. It's really hard to say. As we've learned, it's just we don't know what's going to happen and, and what to expect. But they probably should just put it on streaming and call it a day and just move on to the next series, whether it's based on the concept you, you were talking about with going back in time and trying. To I wish think. I wish I wish I like I wish I had a group that we could just fucking plot all this, flush it out, write the screenplays and just fucking send them to. <laughs> send them to Sony or United artists or whoever and be like, yo, you want to make a bunch of fucking money? Do this shit. <laughs> but I am excited to see like the future part of it where James Bond is not, you know, a misogynistic kind of jerk and he's way more in tune with his abilities. And it's way more about being an actual good spy. He's the first James Bond to be physically, capable of actually doing the things he does the other ones oh were not. yeah roger moore couldn't fucking he couldn't fight to save his life i mean none of them could they were they were just pretty boys which is it is what it is that was the selling point of it they were right. pretty boys in movies with pretty girls and like that's pretty much all that was going on and right. uh it's really cool that they changed that narrative and i know like in the newer one the the male roles they're all like you know gentlemen who who can fight her secret top secret agents and then the women are the same thing they're women who are significantly more 
in tune with being an agent, more tough. And it's not this romantic dynamic where the woman can't do anything and the men do everything. And it's cool because it's more realistic. It's what you would expect if you were in an agency. You wouldn't have it be so uneven. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's nice. But I also think if you're going to play the classic role, you might as well, again, make it a period piece. So it makes more sense. I think either of them work. I think they both could be cool ideas. I couldn't agree more. And I, to end the James Bond conversation, I will say my final thought, my final statement is this. You know, there's been talk and chatter for a while now about, you know, who the next James Bond should be. They've been talking about it for, you know, two, two plus years at this point because Craig, you know, during the production of this movie was like, I'm fucking done. You know, and they were like, well, we need to get, you know, a black person to play James Bond or we need to get a woman to play James Bond. And it's like, I'm all about inclusion, 100%. But in my personal opinion, come up with an original character. Come up, like, they don't have to be James Bond. Why don't you just do something new? Create, you know, it was like, I remember when the, I liked the first two, the third one was fine, the fourth one with Renner I didn't see, and the fifth one I didn't see either. But, you know, when the Jason Bourne movies first came out, it was like, now here's an original concept. This is, it's, it's a new, you know, and, and I will say this, they definitely took a little bit of the elements from the Jason Bourne films when they did Casino Royale because there was already two movies that the first two Jason Bourne movies had come out already. And they definitely, you know, there was a little bit of that in the air when, when they got Daniel Craig to play James Bond. So it's like, why don't you come up with a really cool female, you know, secret agent character that's fleshed out and, you know, you can build a franchise off of. And I mean, I understand nobody likes to do original IPs anymore because studios don't want to take risks. I, I understand all that, but it's like, if we're going to do James Bond, keep James Bond the way James Bond, um, you know, has been, though you could just stop doing James Bond movies for 10 years and, and, and come up with other characters. You know what, you get what I'm saying? Like Eon Productions yeah. could come up with different, you know, a female MI6 agent that's that and she's got a different name. I remember when Die Another Day came out, there was word on the street Halle Berry was going to get a spinoff film playing Jinx Johnson. And it was like it never came to fruition. But I liked the idea. I liked that concept, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. once again, if they came out tomorrow and said that the next James Bond will be a female, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with it. I'm just that's my thought, I guess. Yeah, no, I I mean, I think there was talks in the new James Bond film. Again, we could end after this, that one of the the other role, the female roles was going to end up being like taking over. I don't know anything about it or much about it, but that's just what I heard. But um, yeah, I mean, I think if you write something good and you promote it properly and it has all the right elements from the directing, editing, acting, production, score, film. And style, you can do it, but you know there's been a lot of unique attempts at the uh, the female special agent role, or at least some type of. And they haven't worked. Well. Agent, they haven't. It hasn't worked probably because they haven't put enough into it. It was not well thought out. Like uh, you know, I don't. I haven't seen these movies, but I know they haven't. It hasn't worked because there hasn't been much after it. Like what was it like Salt and Atomic Blonde, and right. just like movies like that that. Probably Ghost in the fine. Shell, which I believe is an anime adaptation. It is an is anime, that correct? Yeah. 
it yeah. is yes but you know what i mean like if you just put in more effort instead of rushing it like oh let's just we got to get this movie out there to keep up instead of doing right. that you actually put more time into it you promoted it well you casted it well you plan on making it a trilogy you get the right investment behind it to where it isn't a one-off that you have to turn into a trilogy but more or less something that is designed to be two three four five movies a saga a whole new thing like james bond or marvel or um mission impossible you know like when mission impossible came out in 1996 i don't think they were planning on making 10 of them over the 30 years well and look at the tone of the first one compared to the one john woo did and the one jj abrams did. you know what i mean yeah no they didn't they didn't hone in on their vibe until the fourth one or the i'd say the third one really set to set the president of what it was going to be like yeah he did he did abrams and that was the best one i think because of the casting philip seymour hoffman an excellent actor and a great villain the first time you know tom cruise as ethan hunt gets perplexed with certain decisions he has to make based on his personal life they, they got they just went more emotional and well, the set first up the mission rest. impossible the first mission impossible to me was just way too much of a ripoff of like the Jack Ryan films at the time with Harrison Ford, like clear and present danger and Patriot games. It was, it was very much more of a like low key political action thriller. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Whereas like the second one opens up with him fucking like rock climbing and it's like, okay, this is Tom Cruise, the action star, not Tom Cruise and the firm or a few good men. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I mean that's a product of the '90s. I mean, the first one's 1996. It's the first attempt at it. It's based off the 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 stuff from the '60s that came out, but it they turned it into something much more, and it's still going to the state and still does very well. I believe they're still like making two or three at the same time currently. And yeah, I don't know. It could be done. It's just you gotta have the right cast. You gotta have the right money behind it. The right effort. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Movies, it's a very weird time for movies. And I just don't know what to make of it. I definitely I still, I definitely still love movies. And we're going to watch one tonight. I think we're going to watch Joker on 4K tonight. Because I have that. And I'm excited for that one. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Oh, you've only seen it once? I saw it once in theaters. Actually, so I saw it once in theaters. And then I think I saw it on whenever it came onto HBO a while ago. Maybe even like a year ago. I saw it I, uh, like last winter. I saw it in the theater and then I rented it on VOD when it came like pretty much a year ago right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think it's been about a year, but I have it on 4k and I just remember it being such a beautiful movie the way it was shot. I can't wait to see it on 4k. Oh, we yet. talked about that thing endlessly when it came out. How amazing it, that was your number one movie of the decade. Oh yeah. It was, do, I, do you remember I, when we did that list? Yeah. Yeah, of course I I was blown away by that movie and I was so annoyed with the criticism it got. I was like, are you serious? Like you're, you're criticizing this movie because it's violent. Have you not seen other violent movies that are way worse, way more violent than this movie? This movie, it, why it disturbed people is, is because it was, it hit close to home. It touched on severe mental illness and the way a large percentage of this world has to live and the way they, they interface with things. And it was very heavy. And I think that that went deep into people because everyone knows somebody who has a mental illness. And I think it just bothered people to see it like laid out that way and to see how real and visceral it was. And that's really why I think people were so mad 
or or confused or disturbed. But I don't I by any means think it was a, a bad movie or that violent or disturbing. I mean, I've seen much worse. Just the first ten minutes of Saving Private Ryan is ten times more violent and disturbing than Joker ever was. But Absolutely. because you have the the storyline of it being war and history, people are like, okay. But I, I mean, I think that's more sadistic than one single person having a mental illness versus a whole regime having a, a mental illness and, and a grand illusion to try to extinct a race and take over the world and create a whole World War II out of it, you know? Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I got to play these messages. We had two and then one went away. I don't know. I'm still learning things about this app. I don't know if they go after, away after a while. So let me play this real quick. Dude, I couldn't agree okay. more with the uh, James Bond thing. Wasn't the uh, a villain with like a 006 in one of them where they were fighting over the Acerebo, Acerebo whatever, tower uh, in one of the movies? Like they have the potential of several other 00 type agents that they can just branch off, you know? They don't have to be all suave and stuff. They could just completely create interestingly new characters that just do their own thing that are complete opposites of the traditional 007. And it would still work in-universe, eh? A shared spy universe. (laughs) Exactly. I couldn't agree more. 006, so that was... um... Uh, Goldeneye character in Goldeneye, nineteen ninety five. The fucking yeah. the that was when they came back. Oh man, you know, let's we'll 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 for for this new app, we'll talk James Bond again down the road because I know that's some <laughs> that's a subject that we love talking about and like how Timothy yeah. Dalton was supposed to come back and he didn't, and then there was a gap because the you know the Cold War ended, but um fucking Pierce Bronson, nineteen ninety five. That opening shot when he's running down the dam and he fucking jumps. Oh man! Oh yeah! Beautiful. So cool. beautiful. So cool. Well, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, this was fun. I definitely see us doing this. I I, I think we're uh, I think we'll be doing this again pretty soon. So, no, I enjoyed it. This is cool. It's fun. I'm yeah. glad people uh, messaged too or reached out. That's awesome. For sure. Um. Where can everybody find you at, Ben? Uh, before we get out of here, plug everything you got. That way, people that <laughs> listen back can uh, can go find you all over the places. Okay, well, you can find anything DZ Records, DZ Fest, Bending Brains, my personal music, anything like that. I'm just gonna always post it on the DZ Records Instagram. That's where I mostly do my my posting and keeping people up to date. And then I'm also on you know on Facebook, DZ Records. Um, all the bands I'm in are on there, but you can find them through DZ Records and Bending Brains, and uh, yeah, that's that's my plug in and on YouTube too. DZ Records on YouTube and Bending Brains on YouTube. Yeah, go over and subscribe to his new channel, Bending Brains, and uh, hit that hit Rob, that subscribe button over on. I, I'm going to be in a few weeks. I'm very excited. I've actually got some notes that I'm going to be sending you this this coming week. Um, but until then, you can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck. And on Instagram at Rob underscore Fishback. Uh, from what I've been told, sharing this video will help get the algorithms up. And uh, I'm working on trying to get some subscribers here so I can get verified and then start making some fucking moolah on this. Is this awesome a video app. or audio only? Stereo. This is an audio only. Po- this is an audio only thing. Got it. Okay, just one. So, right up and right on. All right, Ben, uh, it's been a pleasure. We will talk very soon. 
Um, thank you all for listening and have a awesome day. Yes. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. Bye Rob.